What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. Randy, Christian, Sean, back here for all of your mediocre fancy football advice. This is our last recording show of June, getting into July. God bless America. July 4th is this weekend. Um, Dude, fuck that. Fuck the fireworks. I'm so sick of fireworks. I'm all about the fireworks conspiracies. Hit me on my Twitter at 40 underscore Williams, and we can talk about them. Randy, how are you? I... (laughs) I am surprisingly not tired as I should be right now. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. I I've been working. You all jacked up on Mountain Dew? Kind of. I've just been working every day for all day, so fun. Back to work. That's that's how this life works. Yeah. That's, you gotta you gotta make that money, right? I guess. <laughs> do, do I do, do, do I <laughs> No. Uh, you could be like me and not have worked since April. True. Fuck you. I was a lot calmer <laughs> when I was unemployed. I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's very calm, but I'm yeah. I'm umpiring. I'm doing stuff to keep myself busy. So, yeah. all right, uh, let's get into this here today. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Um, first, we're gonna touch on the weekly poll. Uh, our question for this week was: Will Baker Mayfield finish as QB thirteen or better in twenty twenty? Fifty seven percent said yes, while forty three percent said no. And uh, on our episode with Paulie from Paulie Sleepers, um, Christian and him talked in detail about Baker. Oh, the three of us are high on him. Randy, not as high as Christian and I, but uh, we think he's definitely due for a bounce back year. So we're probably right on par with the poll. Definitely think he's going to finish as a QB1. But that is not the big news of the week. Randy, why don't you... Touch on what the big news is, Mr. Fan of Eight Teams, being oh. in this is one of those teams. <laughs> uh, every time. All right. Well, Cam Newton did just get signed today to the Patriots. Uh, very incent- incentive-latent deal. Uh, it's really exciting. I will stress that he is not the starter as of now. Uh, I would assume. Yeah, he, that I, that sound you hear are my Jared Stidham dynasty shares <laughs> getting flushed. Exactly. Him. I think that's what I'm holding on to as well. I also really do like Stidham uh, for a future aspect. I really was kind of excited to see what he could do. He still could get the job. Uh, I would assume if Cam's fully healthy, which it seems like he is, it's his job to lose. Uh, so, I mean, worst case they finish as a crap team and get a better quarterback next year. So, but I do think it, it does ding Sony Michelle for the year. Uh, I think it helps the offense in general. James White still be great. I think it helps Edelman and really, Harry, helps, really Harry, helps Harry. Yeah. Harry, Harry. I've been big on him all year. I've been trying to target him in a lot of dynasty drafts that I've been doing. Um, that's going to be awesome. And how about the fact that they, the same day that Cam Newton gets announced to the Patriots, it gets announced that they lose a third-round pick in 2020 and 2021 based on what happened with filming the Browns-Bengals game. First of all, who the fuck cares about filming a Browns-Bengals game? I don't care yeah. if you're playing the Browns later in the year. Come on. Yeah. But how about the fact that they lose a third-round pick for that, and then if Cam signs elsewhere, has a good season, they get that pick back the next year as a third-rounder. Bill's fucking playing chess. Everybody else playing checkers, and it's ridiculous. He has been for decades now. It feels like. So yeah, uh, it's it's a really good signing. Obviously, there there's question marks also in the quarterback room. If Cam's healthy, those question marks definitely diminish. But it's still not a Super Bowl roster, in my opinion. 
but they've they've uh, they won the division. They've won the division with less, in my opinion. It's just they had the steady arm of Tom Brady and the leadership there. So Cam's a well, Cam's a leader, though. So we'll see. And and the thing is, is if Cam's fully healthy, do we think that? 2019 Brady is better than a healthy Cam Newton. No, they they lose Brady to Tampa Bay and they upgrade at the quarterback position. Let's talk. Yeah, about how about how about that? So Brady <laughs> goes from New England to Tampa. Jameis goes from Tampa to New Orleans. Bridgewater goes from New Orleans to Carolina, and then Cam goes from Carolina to New England. What a, what a full circle fuckery that I'm here for 100. percent and Andy Dalton went to Dallas. We so. don't. We don't need to talk about Andy Dalton. Nobody cares really. about that. Chris. I mean, really, Nobody but you. No, I mean, we didn't talk about him when he was a Bengal. I mean, come on. That's true. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I joke about Stidham, but I, I guess to your point, Randy, I don't know if you have him in Dynasty. I don't think you should sell him yet. No. Because I don't see a scenario where Cam is in New England long term. Yeah, hundred percent. And also in Dynasty. If you're looking to sell Cam right now, I wouldn't expect more than a second at, at absolute best. Uh, I sold him before he was on a team for a second and a fifth, and that was way above value to me. I Dude, think try to, uh, I think a early yes. third is is the value. Uh, yeah, I know. Me and yesterday, me, league yesterday. In, sorry, Randy. Yesterday in a league that I have, I believe Stenham is my QB three. I was trying to get Cam because the guy put Cam on the trade block and he tried to he tried to do Cam for Tyler Boyd. I'm like, yeah. whoa, 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 man. Let's not fucking get crazy here. I'm not an idiot. I mean, but Christian. what what do we have Cam Newton as? What do we have him as? Sure, he's a QB he's QB ten for this year. Tyler Boyd is also around a top twenty five receiver and he was and Tyler Boyd's my wide receiver three in that league. Well, Cam, and you start three receivers. You say for this year, but Cam's fairly young, man. I mean, he's thirty-one, thirty-two, isn't he? Only sure, but again, let me touch on the fact that Tyler Boyd is my wide receiver three, and the only other guys I have are Anthony Miller and um, Marvin also Jones. Three, also a really good wide receiver three. That's why sure, receiver. but Tyler Boyd's also not going to lose. I mean, you guys talk about that. Even with T. Higgins coming in, like it could be Boyd and Higgins next year, and Tyler oh, Boyd's only twenty five. Yeah, it will be Boyd and Higgins next year. There's not a with, a, with uh, they with they an upgraded quarterback than yeah. what Boyd played with. So they're I, I, my point being, I'm not giving away a twenty five year old receiver and Tyler Boyd for to take a gamble on a one year of Cam Newton in New England. Yeah, I already have Aaron Rodgers and Bridgewater. I agree, but I mean, just for curiosity's sake, like if you're buying Tyler Boyd right now, what would you offer for him? I mean, nah, I just assume probably twenty twenty one second, maybe a, yeah. a player. That's kind of what I'm saying. It would be a second and a player. And yeah, well, that's exactly. a, I'm saying it's not it, for your team. It's probably ludicrous, but in general, I don't think the offer is absolutely out of question. Is kind of what I was going Fair. with. But it I, also I looked, depends how you value both players. So I looked at Cam for Matt Breida, and he considered it, but Ooh. said he he wasn't huge on that. I would have done that. Yeah, but and that's the same thing. It's it's a split situation, so. If he thinks Howard gets all the work, then hey, toss a pick in there. See if you can get that going. Yeah, t- t- toss a little fourth rounder in there. See what see what happens. <laughs> no, I did. I did try that, and he said that the fourth, fifth rounders do nothing for him. I only have a second and a fourth for twenty twenty one in that league anyway, and I'm not giving I'm not giving Breida and a twenty twenty one second for Cam. 
No, that's yeah. Um, no, like I said, a second. You can, but you can tell him that I got AJ Dillon on the fourth round. Maybe that'll make him feel better. And Randy got Joshua Kelly. So true. It's not that. It's not that league. I know, but I'm just no, it's saying just in you know, general around. But either way, let's get on to the main topic of the show. Yeah, draft better. I was supposed to know that Stidham's job was going to get taken out from under him. No, no, not you, him. That's why he would value. Yeah, you're fine. We all. I was about to, all of us. About all of us were targeting Stidham. What are you talking? We ain't giving you shit. I almost. I did get. I did get a guy in another league to offer me a 2021 third for Stidham. I don't think I want to do that. I would wait at least. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. selling. Honestly, if I had Cam, I'd, I'd sell if it was the right price. But I'd rather just kind of sit and wait because. Once he's fully the starter and shown fully healthy, I think his price probably rises at least for the year. Yeah, yeah. and then and who knows? Sidham could still be the guy of the future. And yeah, very well, uh, very well could be. Because yeah. if they're good right. with Cam, they won't be able to get a good quarterback. That's what you got to kind of. That's true. And then they're going to have to use Sidham because like, again, I I mean, do you think Cam resigns? There's a, there's a small chance, but there's still a chance that they get Andy Dalton next year. They get Jameis Winston. Yeah. After a prove yeah, it year in New Orleans, I mean, there, there's at least four or five teams, like off the top of my head, I could think about that Cam, Dalton, and Winston would all go to next season. Yeah, and there's, I mean, let's be real, not including if, not including if, like I said, Breeze rides off into the sunset after winning. Yeah, the Super exactly. Bowl. Well, and then there's always the possibility that let's say Derek Carter's not having a fantastic year this year. He could get, they could yeah. move on from him. He'd probably flourish with McDaniel's and Belichick. So. <laughs> Think yep. about think about how nuts it would be though before before we move on to the wide receiver rankings. How nuts would it be if Cam Newton is a New Orleans Saint in twenty twenty one? It's very possible. I, I mean, we he does love his revenge for after all the all the after all the epic games that the Saints and Panthers had when they were when they were both good and like the Breeze and Cam matchups. If Cam's the one to secede Breeze in in New Orleans, that'd be nuts. It'd be, it'd be fun. <laughs> It would be, be fun, fun for fan. It definitely be fun for fantasy. Cam Newton throwing passes to Michael Thomas. Sign me up. I mean, I think Cam wants to sign <laughs> for that too. Christian, Christian, Christian's in for Jameis Winston throwing passes to. Oh Michael yeah. Thomas. And then throwing passes to the other team. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Wins so our, the main, so our main uh, part for this episode is our second part of our wide receiver rankings. We went through one through twelve last week. So we want to touch on this one. It looks like we're going all the way down to 36. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll go through them and, and we'll touch on some guys along the way here. Um, my my uh, favorite one here, and he just missed the cut, is, is Bobby Woods at 13. A little disappointed he missed the cut, but it's close. Um, so we have Robert Woods at 13, Calvin Ridley at 14. And then the first guy we want to touch on here is Stephon Diggs. Uh, brand new Josh Allen uh, weapon for Buffalo. Uh, we have him at 246 fantasy points, 83 receptions on 123 targets, 1,058 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, we have him at wide receiver 15. The expert consensus rankings on fantasy pros has him as the wide receiver 27. We're higher on him. I just think that it's a combination of Josh Allen loving to throw deep passes and Stefan Diggs excelling at throwing deep passes. Plus this is going to be new for Allen because he had Brown who was really only a deep target where Diggs can still do some other stuff that's going to help. And I think 
the reason they traded for him is to use him a lot. So yes, but I don't know if you've seen Matt Harmon's reception perception. Um, he basically broke down John Brown and said that he's one of the NFL's most elite route runners. He's up there with Diggs. And I don't know if that's what I saw watching Bill's games because of the way they used John Brown, but I just really hope that Stefan Diggs does get an opportunity to run more than a go route because <laughs> I think John Brown can go do that on the other side. Cole Beasley can work unders and Diggs can hit some out routes. He can hit some slants. Um, they really should use him the way the Browns tried to use Odell last year. But to your point, John Brown is on his third team, and he's never been used as more than that. Regardless of if he is a good route runner or not, like there have been three different teams that don't care. I agree, and I, that's why it was kind of shocking to hear that he was so high. Um, Plus, you don't go, you don't go trade for a guy like Diggs who's in the prime of his receiver career and not want to use him with a younger quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, we also, I assume that we have Allen taking a step up in terms of, like, accuracy and not throwing to the moon. So I did I did their projections here, and uh, I had Allen going from a 58% completion percentage to a 63% with uh, less pass attempts but more completions. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's improved every year. I I can see a world where that happens. I can also see a world where uh Stefan one Diggs of the reasons one of that reason the reasons it goes up is because of Diggs. Yeah. That's that's fair. And 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 for now I know people like Dawson Knox, but there's not really a tight end in Buffalo to take targets away yet. No. Uh t- can I interest you in Tyler Croft? No, you cannot, and I will slap you in the face. <laughs> Fair, okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, Diggs, good season. Um, just above Keenan Allen, who comes in at sixteen. Uh, Odell Beckham at wide receiver seventeen. DJ Shark do 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 do, do at eighteen. I'm never not going to do that for the record, guys. I'm just like, no, no. we'll just start cutting. Uh, it. It's uh, fine. Oh, no, you won't. Oh, yeah, you're going to cut it. <laughs> well, I'll check. I mean, it clearly won't be me, but I know the sure. guy who does it. Yeah. So this brings us to our wide receiver 19, and it was in Stefan Diggs' old running mate in the Minnesota offense, Adam Thielen. And um, 243 fantasy points, 79 receptions on 110 targets, 1,234 yards, and seven touchdowns. Uh, fantasy Pros has him as the wide receiver 14 in their rankings. Obviously, the huge question is Justin Jefferson and what role is he going to play day one? Um, it's actually – so I I did this one, and Jefferson doesn't take the Diggs role. Um, he takes some of the Diggs role, but Irv Smith gets some of that. The reason I'm a little lower on Thielen is because a lot of the things that I've read have indicated that they're going to be even more run first than they already are. Um, so if that's the case, I think obviously we're very high on Dalvin cook, um, or just their running backs in general, if Dalvin holds out Oh, and and I think it's Gary Kubiak there now, right? He's running that offense. Yes. Um, 
and apparently, um, traditionally, he tends to lean on a run-heavy offense from the things that I've read. I cannot confirm. I don't pay attention to Gary Kubiak's life. But um, I, I, I do think that there's going to be a little less volume for Thielen, and that's the only reason he's down here. I mean, he's still super efficient. I think the touchdowns might be a little low, but I also just don't expect a lot of big things from Kirk Cousins this year either. So I think that's where where we landed here. Yeah, and to be fair, we're like five spots below in consensus. We're also four points away from that ranking for consensus. So, yeah, he's he's only four points behind the wide receiver 14. And I originally I was – I made a comment of we had him a little bit too low. I thought it should be a little higher. And then I actually looked at the points. I was like, eh. I mean, it's like <laughs> two catches. Like, what do you – like, we're fine. <laughs> but, I mean, he has a great year, and he definitely takes over as the top wide receiver in this offense and the leader of the, the receiving core. But it's just, it's still a run-first offense, and we saw both him and Diggs get frustrated last year but not even getting touches during the game. Yep. Does – and I mean – he does have a rapport with Kirk Cousins that I think was hidden a little bit last year with the with the Diggs drama. It's like him and Cousins work well together, especially once Thielen bitches about getting the ball. Yeah, I mean, they work well together, but also, I mean, he dealt with injury last year, so I think people – I think you're going to be able to get Thielen at value this year no matter what, uh, even if he does finish wide receiver 19. I don't know what his ADP is right now, but I'm comfortable taking him a few spots higher than 19 just because. I do think he does have wide receiver one upside. I just don't think he lands there. See, I'm still I'm so into dynasty mode right now that I like haven't thought about redraft yet because I think, oh well, Adam Thielen usually goes in like the third or fourth round, and I or like I don't have any shares of him because he usually goes before I can get back to him. But it's like people are taking like if you take him as a, as as your wide receiver one, if you go running back heavy and redraft, I don't think I would be upset about. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, I I wouldn't be terribly comfortable with it, but if I go running back heavy at the top of drafts like I need to, based on the mock drafts that we've done on here, uh, then I'd be cool with that. I mean, there's other guys around that ADP, though, like the Allen Robinsons, who's kind of shooting up, and the Keenan Allens. Um, so I don't know. We'll see come draft time, I guess. Well, yeah, and, and as we get closer, we'll have an episode of which guy you would choose out of the ADPs. Um, so so I'm sure that'll be one that comes up if, if it keeps moving. But So he comes in at wide receiver 19. You have Devontae Parker at wide receiver 20. And then Juju Smith-Schuster at wide receiver 21. And Julian Edelman at wide receiver 22. We can talk about both of these guys because they're only separated by half a point. Juju is expert consensus wide receiver 10 for fantasy pros. Edelman is wide receiver 33. So we definitely differ on that one. Yeah, well, on oh, both of them, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So 242 fantasy points for Smith Schuster and 241 for Edelman. 87 receptions, 1,150 yards, and seven touchdowns for Schuster, Smith Schuster. And then 93 receptions, 1,064 yards, and seven touchdowns for Edelman. Um, so both of these guys. Are you could argue that they're both in the same position where they're not they're in a quarter a new quarterback for 2020 that they didn't have in 19. Obviously Edelman with Cam, Juju with what should be a healthy Roethlisberger, and 
the question about Juju that is a probably a fair one is can he do it without that alpha male on the other side? He hasn't really shown that he could do that without Antonio Brown. Now I get it that Roethlisberger wasn't healthy last year and Juju moved outside when he was a dominant slot receiver when they had Antonio Brown. I'm probably bigger on Smith Schuster than I know Christian. I know Christian and I have gone back and forth about this numerous times about how good of a receiver he can be. And granted, we both hate Mason Rudolph and think he's terrible and Devlin Hodges for that matter. But with Roethlisberger healthy, I don't see any reason why Juju can't be top 15 again. Well, uh, shout out to Brandon Sweet, who just put out an article of three reasons why Juju will be a top 10 wide receiver, uh, fantasy wide receiver. Um, And most of the three reasons (laughs) revolved around Ben being healthy. And I think that does impact where Juju lands. However, I had him bounce back in a pretty big way here, and he still finishes his wide receiver 21. And like Randy said, the point differential between Juju at wide receiver 21 and a guy like Stefan Diggs at wide receiver 15 is five points. Um, so really, or not even, it's four points. So realistically, we're we're splitting hairs there. I think Juju does have that upside this year because I think he does move back to the slot. I think. You've got Deontay on the outside. Uh, you've got um, James Washington. You've got what's the rookie Claypool. that sucks? Uh, yeah, Chase Claypool. Suck. He doesn't suck. It's just he he's over a thousand yards. Oh my yeah, god! He, yeah, that guy's crazy. Then, yeah, yeah. There's a guy on Facebook that said he would have a thousand yards. Just want to shout Claypool, out that guy on Facebook. Claypool, you can. You, yeah, he probably should have gone. What do you go second? Yeah. I mean that's around he he's a versatile. He should have been a day he should have been a day three guy though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could argue that, but it's it's close. Well, yeah. let's argue it, Randy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, he's he's a good guy. He he'll profile to the outside. You've also got Ebron that'll probably fight for slot targets and big slot form formations. Yeah. But basically the reason that we don't have him as wide receiver ten is one, he didn't show he could be the wide receiver one of a team, really. He didn't show. I he, don't think you could have done it either. With no, I'm. Mason and again, it, it, there's there's excuses, but he also wasn't open a lot. Like yeah, yeah he, his separation. To Christian's point about the reception perception stuff, Juju does not create separation easily. Yeah, yeah at all, really. I he wins because he's physical, and yeah. if if he's got Ben throwing him the ball and it's accurate, he's going to get more catches, and that's. I mean, this is a bounce back year for Juju. He had a shit year last year. Um, and like I said, we're splitting hairs realistically yeah. when he's just a few points out of the top 15. Yeah, but to to us who is reasonable, just looking at the factors, he has to prove himself more as a wide receiver one. There's a lot of mouths to feed this year with a quarterback that can actually throw the ball. <laughs> and let's be honest, the running oh. game is... A kind of a question mark coming to the yeah. year, which is probably the first time in a while for the Steelers. So, according to that, we'll according to that reception perception for Juju, he fell below the twenty fourth percentile in success rate versus man, and twelfth percentile in success rate versus press for the third straight year. Yeah. That's not good. No, like, yeah, but he was. The thing is that he was in the ninety seventh percentile when it came to zone coverage. 
Yeah, I mean, he can pick apart his own. That's that's great, honestly. And he's a he's so a very good receiver. I I really do believe in him. But you have really really talented guys around him, and it's it's going to so be it's the question of can he take that next step? Yeah, and it, it's not it's not like some of these other guys that have well, like we just talked about Thielen. He he has a rookie, a second year tight end to to take targets away from him, root off a bit, and that's about it. <laughs> so he's going to get Don't this. You. Don't you badmouth BC Johnson? I'm gonna badmouth BC Johnson. <laughs> Tajay Sharp, come on! I'm surprised you even know these people are on the team. Uh, KJ Osborne, okay. He get, is get off sleeper for two seconds, please. KJ Osborne is an interesting prospect going forward. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm more just saying like he's not he's an alpha on the team, but it's not a team that doesn't have so many mouth to feed. Like it's yeah. gonna be very hard for him to be a top 10 receiver when you got breakout candidates all across the field. Yeah. I'll see your team that can't, that doesn't have mouths to feed and raise you a team that does only have like three mouths to feed and it's the Patriots and Julian Edelman. So we have him at 22. Uh, ECR has him at wide receiver 33. I believe that's reflecting the cam news also. Yeah. So the nuts thing about this is I don't, I think these numbers that we have him at are on point with having him at the 93 receptions, 1,064 yards, and seven touchdowns Um, because I don't see a scenario where they throw the ball 600 times in New England like they did with uh, Brady last year. And I I told you guys before we came on, Cam's career high in pass attempts is like 510. That's not going to jump 100 pass attempts a because i don't think that's how he, he's successful in an offense and b we have no idea how his shoulder is yeah like i said he looks healthy but the biggest thing for us is edelman's great he gets open every almost every play i'd say he's physical and it it seems a lot that cam loved to target olsen more than anyone else the Patriots don't have really a tight end as of now that's showed anything to speak of. So the only guy in the middle field that's always open and is a proven winner and gets the job done every play is Edelman. So he's going to be the main target of this entire team along with James White. And the hope is Nikhil Harry steps up, but Edelman is going to carry this offense. Over under 10 drops Julian Edelman this year. Over. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he averages drops. I don't know. It's, he was at fourteen last year. It's over ten then. Yeah. Okay. I mean, his catch percentage is is like mid sixties, I believe, or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. it's always been around well, like, like receptions to targets, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I was just wondering because I know he. I think he led the league with fourteen last year. Yeah, and I'm I'm interested to see what happens when he has a less accurate quarterback. Well, and the other thing, and and that's that's going to be the big thing is if they can get timing worked out. But I do think because it is the middle field, and that's where Cam seemingly seems comfortable going a lot. It's going to benefit Edelman more than pretty much everyone, I'd say. Uh, yeah, and we we did have him lower with Stidham, but. We just assume this, this offense is going to be better with Cam than it would have been with Stidham. This is how it's, it's just the truth. Yeah, 100%. Sure. Also, Sorry. I also want to point out that this is also lower 
every single category than he had statistically last year, except he has one more touchdown. So we there is regression in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you could argue that sorry, I'm tired. He's the one. Um, yeah, right. right. You could argue that <laughs> um you could argue that obviously the rapport that Brady and Edelman had was unmatched. Yeah. And there's no guarantee that Cam and him you ever find. Cam's never really had I mean, off the top of my head, like even when like when Cam had good seasons, it was never a guy like this. Steve that Smith was just closest. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, right. But he but he could always he could beat you deep too, yeah. where Edelman that's not his game. Yeah, I'm saying closest. I mean maybe yeah, maybe the rookie fair. DJ Moore. I mean Kelvin Benjamin. As, but he's a, he doesn't play he Benjamin plays an like Nikhil Benjamin Harry. was an outside guy. That, yeah, that they were that he would just throw the ball up to. I was just naming names, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's what Cam's always had shit receivers. Well, he had a, he had a top tier when he came in, and then he retired. Yeah. Well, he went to the Ravens and then retired. Yeah, and he retired. <laughs> he, yeah, no one no one remembers that Baltimore stand with Smith. I remember. Guy I just remembered. He's also that I will never get over that video of him and DJ Moore. I know we talked. You about still it. never sent that to me, motherfucker. Oh fuck, I didn't. I will send it to you after you this. All right, okay. I will. No. Shut up, Randy. <laughs> um, moving on. You know what? I'll do it right now. I'll take time away from the podcast. Wait till the ad, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Tyler Lockett, wide receiver twenty three, and then Cooper Cup comes in as our final wide receiver two, the wide receiver twenty four. Uh, expert consensus has him at wide receiver 15, so we're a little bit lower on him. And again, I could go off at nauseum as to why we're lower on him, but I won't. Um, 228 fantasy points, 81 receptions, uh, 122 targets, 1,015 yards, and eight touchdowns. Again, the Rams ran a lot of 12 personnel in the second half of last season. And we, especially me, I'm pretty sure Christian and Randy are probably both on this same thought process train that Woods is going to be the one to benefit if that continues to happen more than Cup is. Yeah. 100%. Well, I mean, Cooper Cup is a slot receiver, and in 12 personnel, there is no slot receiver. And um, Cooper Cup is not a good blocker. Exactly. Just- You're going to see Josh Reynolds or uh, Van Jefferson out there uh, with Robert Woods in 12 personnel, and that does not bode well for fantasy. Not being on the field, not good. Definitely. Wait, wait, wait. Can, can you repeat that slower? I just want to make sure. So if you're not on the field, it's not good because you can't score points. Correct. Is that yeah. Correct. Accurate. Okay. It's close, All right. Yeah. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. I, I just, I see a regression in his attempts and receptions this year, just seemingly because they are going to try and run right back into the run first offense, I believe. Uh, 12 personnel is the only thing that worked for them last year. So that's, we got to assume that's kind of what they're at least going to base their offense around this year. They could adapt as the season goes. I'm not a huge believer in golf either. Uh, I'm just a believer in woods because I've seen him do it forever. I, I know cups really good. Again, the, the, he's barely behind people. I mean, you could you could throw him a few more catches, but I don't believe he's getting double-digit touchdowns, which helped carry him to a higher finish last year. Robert Woods will be the better receiver in this team. It's just plain and simple. Yeah, I agree. And I know people like to talk up 
Cup as Goff's safety net, but I think we see a switch to his tight ends being yes. safety nets. He, he now has two quote-unquote healthy tight ends who both showed mm-hmm. tight end one potential last year. So quit drafting Tyler Higby as a wider as a tight end five people. Yeah, that agreed. What I'll are you doing? Actually, keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's Sean, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Let him do it. Tell you, no, we're here. We're here to give advice. Okay, we're not here mediocre. To be mediocre. <laughs> okay, all of you, tell your friends how good Higby is. How about that? <laughs> yeah, don't, you don't take Higby. You, Push Higby to other people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, oh man, I wish I could have taken him there. That uh, would have been a great. What pick. a steal in the fourth round. Ah, you got me. All right, let's take a break. Randy can go nap, and then we'll get back to the rest of the wide receivers. Welcome back to the cut. Let's get into our last 12 wide receivers that we're going to be talking about. And we'll start right away with number 25 is, as Randy put it, the always disrespected, never appreciated Jameson Crowder. Expert consensus rankings has him coming in at wide receiver 40. Um, 227 fancy points, 88 receptions on 136 targets, 986 yards and seven touchdowns. It's who Crowder is. He's just going to catch five-yard passes, and he's going to catch like 13 of them a game, and he's going to continue to rack up fancy points, and no one's going to remember who he is. He finished as wide receiver 26 last year without having Darnold for a number of games thanks to Mono, and he is uh-huh. Darnold's favorite target. So <laughs> it's just going to keep continuing. I understand they do have new people in the offense. but Yeah, obviously the question becomes with adding Mims. Mims, this is Fuck I'm you. Going. This is why I'm hot. Um, adding, you made that joke. You made that joke like, like yeah. Rap. But I, I didn't um, sing and rap. But adding him, plus adding Brashad Perriman, there's more targets to go around now. But aren't the Jets the one of the highest teams when it comes to vacated targets? They Especially are, using yeah. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, they're they have 183 vacated targets, which puts them in fourth. Behind only Houston, Atlanta, and Dallas. Obviously, no more Robbie Anderson, so no more huge deep threat. You can argue yes. that Mims might slide into that role yeah. right away. Mims and Perriman really, will split that. Yeah, Perriman, we don't really yeah. know what Perriman's going to be. I yeah. mean, he's shown flashes. He showed flashes a little bit. Uh, he had a couple weeks with Tampa Bay down the stretch. He was with Cleveland two years ago, um, and he he had a couple good games there too. He's not Perriman's been one of. The, I mean, what he was drafted. 11th overall and he's never been able to stick um so you can't rely on him for too much but obviously the which brings us back to does that take away from crowder and i don't see it because crowder is the slot guy that's just the safety net i i do think that Le'Veon bell gets more passing work than he did last year but which may take away a little bit and and christian's favorite tight end of all time chris herndon is going to be healthy should be on the field, which might hurt it a little bit as well. But Crowder is still that guy that's going to primarily run dig routes and screens and run flat routes. He's going to he's going to run ten yard routes. He gets open. Yeah, he gets open. I I do want to mention though that we've talked ad nauseum about the Giants and how they have three to four guys that eat up the middle of the field, and I don't think we've really touched on the impact of Bell, Crowder, and Herndon being healthy at the same time. Granted, oh, yeah, that may never happen. It's a very fun team to stand out, especially <laughs> yeah. when you realize the crap that is Adam Gase. Yeah, it's it's very bad. But I think like 
if we're high on Crowder, it's just because Herndon does get the work that I anticipate. Yeah, I mean, but we're we're not high on Herndon, and we're not yeah. especially high on Bell. So, like, and we're we're definitely not high on Perryman and Mims. So, we're we're gonna take the yeah. proven guy that is proven to have rapport with a quarterback that's yeah. improved every year, and we expect to improve at least slightly again this year, despite the worst coach in the league. By far. I mean, Freddie Kitchen got fired, so. Exactly. Safe to say now. Got them out to do a quarterback's coach. Poor Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Christ. All right, moving on. Uh, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver 26. DK Metcalf, wide receiver 27. Jarvis Landry, wide receiver 28. Uh, Scary Terry at 29. And... Debo Samuel is the next guy we'll talk about here at wide receiver 30. Expert contestants rankings at wide receiver 38. Obviously, the news came out that he needs foot surgery, so he should. He will miss the beginning of the year, anywhere from two to the first four weeks, but he should be back at some point. And these numbers reflect that for him finishing at wide receiver 30. 216 fantasy points, 61 receptions, uh, 895 yards, five touchdowns on 83 targets. They drafted Brandon Ayuk. They have Jalen Hurd, who's going to play this year. My boy Dante Pettis is still there. Plus, you got George Kittle. I mean, we always talk about how it's so damn hard to predict anything in a Kyle Shanahan offense year over year. And I don't think it's any exception with the receivers. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so Debo's their clear water shaver one. And it's not a guarantee he misses time. Uh, this this is statted out for him to miss roughly two games. Uh, I think that's just a fair number to go with. I think the 38 is probably missing three to four games, which is it's it's understandable. I just I, I'm leaning closer to the two to one game he misses. I I think he if he absolutely has to, he could probably play week one, but he'll probably end up sitting out a couple of weeks to make sure he's fine. Uh, sucks that he got hurt. He would have been probably like close, at least five, six spots higher than this. Uh, he's still going to be the main wide receiver rushing uh, threat. I know I saw a thread today. People talking about Jalen Hurd's going to do that. Uh, he probably would have done that last year if he would have. I mean, I do agree that he's a, a killer athlete, but he's not going to take away that role from Debo. So maybe the first few weeks he has that role. Uh, but because Debo's so versatile and he has shown to thrive in this offense, Shanahan's going to keep using him. And I, I do yeah. love Ayuk, but it's this is a killer playbook to learn. Uh, he'll definitely get used. He's going to have a good year for a rookie, but he's not going to be the water. He's not going to be carrying the load when Debo's gone. And the second Debo gets back, he's getting the workload he deserves. I saw another thread uh, before I dive into that. I do want to clarify, Sean, you said he needs foot surgery. He's already had it. I mean, he okay. he had this over a week ago now, I think closer to two. Yeah. Um, especially by the time this comes out, I think it was, it might've been exactly two, but anyway, I did see a thread um, speaking about Kyle Shanahan's offense and how it was tw- a 40 minute presentation to learn one route. And so you look at Brandon Ayuk and 
it it actually like shines light on how good of a receiver Debo is because he was able to be relevant last year. And maybe by the end of the he year, that's where Ayuk gets. And he, but he kind of came on in the second half too. Yeah. It, it took him a few weeks to learn everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's going to take Ayuk even longer, especially we've talked about this a lot, but it's a non-traditional off season for these guys. And that's not beneficial for a Kyle Shanahan offense. So I think, I think Debo's definitely going to return week two, week three. And if that's the case, like you can draft him pretty comfortably as your wide receiver two, because I think his like average points per game would average out to be a wide so receiver I guess, two here. I guess that brings the that brings the question to you don't want to reach and redraft, especially as it gets closer to draft season, when there's going to be teams that you could probably you can probably stay away from him and get him in the middle rounds because I think people are going to be scared of that of that foot issue. So, like drafting him as your wide receiver too. Are you drafting a guy like um, I, I don't know? I'm trying to think like Corland Sutton. Like, are you taking Corland Sutton and then trying to get a guy like Debo later, or are you drafting Debo as your wide receiver too without having a backup plan? I would be closer to wide receiver three. For me, that's yeah. I would argue, like I think, um, like Park, like Parker, Sutton, maybe not Crowder because I think Crowder you can maybe yeah, Crowder you can wait. Up Lockett, like guys like that, I would probably want to target first and then see if I can get Debo later. Yeah, and and when I say you can draft him as a wide receiver too, I don't mean draft him as the second wide receiver that you draft. I mean, you can draft. So what I would do personally is I would take shots on high upside, like my second and third. Um, like, take, DJ, like DJ Chark or yeah. Yeah, Tyler absolutely. Lockett or DK Metcalf. Yeah, even Keenan Allen because his ADP is so low. I mean, I, that's a high upside guy because for fuck's sake, he finished his wide receiver yeah. seven last year. Um, so I think... Like guys like that are who I would target and then get Debo and be able to slide him into my wide receiver two during the season and be com- comfy. Yeah. Comfy as fuck. And, and if you want to make it safe, you could bookend that with, fuck. with later picks of. New one. You can get Marvin Jones and Jameson Crowder much later. Uh, Hell, and even Edelman. It. Yeah. And Edelman. Yeah. Just because he's older. And- it's funny that every time we talk about this, like the three of us talk when we're talking about like dynasty targets and stuff. Like those three guys are always the three guys we group together: Julian Edelman, Jameson Crowder, and Marvin Jones. And like the ages to me aren't even like that different. But they like are. Jones, <laughs> well, Edelman, yeah, but I mean Marvin Jones is only thirty-one. I'm pretty sure Crowder's only like twenty-seven. Yeah, he's not that twenty-eight. Old. Yeah, I think. yeah. No, it's- but it's funny that like those are always the three guys that you group together that people don't like to target in Dynasty because they're they're lower upside. But they have the consistency that you don't that you don't find with the younger guys, which is what Dynasty usually targets. But when it comes to redraft, obviously all of that, all of the draft strategy changes. But even so, like guys like Jones and Crowder are being drafted later on. Yeah, and if it's redraft, you're you're trying to win now, anyways. So getting a guy like Debo later, and he can second half of the year possibly even fight to be your wide receiver one most weeks and help carry you to that ta- that championship at the end of the year. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I said, I got to get, I eventually have to have my mind get switched to redraft mode because I'm still in dynasty. Let's mode. get to July 1st. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Moving on here. Um, so Debo at 30, Marvin Jones. That's <laughs> funny. I have wide receiver 31, Michael Gallup at 32. Um, and then two more guys that we're going to talk about here. Wide receiver 33, T.Y. Hilton. Um, expert consensus has him at wide receiver 25, 208 fancy points, 74 reception. You good? Are you good? What the hell was that? You guys, oh, it's a plane. Did it crash into your house? I know. I know our show started at 9 11, but what the fuck, dude? Was it no? (laughs) Was it like a crash? Yeah, we're we're gonna cut that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was just a fucking plane. That was loud as fuck. That was yeah. so I have an airport, us like barely. go on, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Because you're like, what are you guys doing? Why are you stopping? Well, you guys can never hear the fireworks, but you heard the plane that's like quieter. I, I, it sounded like you were flying on it. <laughs> it sounded like you were on now. the fucking like a original prop airplane, like on the wing. All right, so redo. Yes, I know. (laughs) So that brings us to wide receivers 33, uh, T.Y. Hilton. And his expert consensus is wide receiver 25, 208 fantasy points, 74 receptions, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns uh, on 111 targets. Obviously, this begs two questions that are pretty important. Can he stay healthy? What does Michael Pittman do for this offense? What does Paris Campbell do for this offense? That wasn't a question. What does Jonathan Taylor do for this offense? I mean, there's, there's multiple questions and I think that's why he's lower for us. That's basically the thing. And I, and I didn't even touch on the biggest one. What the hell does Phillip rivers do for this offense? Yeah. And I, I do think, not much. I do think Hilton is close enough of a type of receiver to Keenan Allen to be a, pretty okay transition for Rivers. Uh, they, they definitely do play a little bit differently, but Hilton does move around the field. He he is comfortable in the slot and short routes, so, but he is a, a huge deep threat as well. So we'll see how it fully transitions. I'm not a big fan of Rivers, honestly, so uh, that dropped yeah. him down for me. I, I still This could be a little bit too low, but again, he's it's my, minute points from other people. But there's other guys where we know what they're bringing, and we know they're going to be consistent, and we know they're playing 16 games, and that's the thing. Right. Hilton just doesn't do that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And in, in our in our episode with with Pauly, we touched on Paris Campbell, and he said that Paris Campbell is going to be around the wide receiver 24. And if that's the case, that's, then and I need to be drafting him more. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I need to take flyers on. On Campbell, he's a Colts fan too, so he's he's done a lot of study on Paris. I mean, obviously, obviously we're yeah. Ohio State <laughs> fans, pretty standardly, so we've seen him play. But um, if if Paris Campbell is the wide receiver twenty four, then I have to assume that he thinks Ty is a little higher than this. But like but, Randy said, I mean, I'd though, rather because if maybe if Campbell's that high, and we know Pittman's going to be effective day one, uh, just be, just. He just will be. That's how he profiles. Yeah, yeah. And, and Hilton's got to get targets. 
we know he's we know Rivers is throwing to the running backs, not Jonathan Taylor, and he's throwing <laughs> to Jack Doyle for sure for tight end. So yeah, I'm spread out. I am targeting Jack Jack Doyle this year anywhere uh, I possibly can. I mean, if oh, it's yeah. not tight end premium, last pick. if it's not tight end premium, Doyle's could be going undrafted in a lot of leagues, which is ludicrous. Yeah, I'll Ludic- take him with my last pick. I I want I almost changed my word mid sentence because I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you think about when. Rivers had a guy like Gates. Like, think about how valuable Antonio Gates was. I'm not saying Jack Doyle is Antonio Gates because he's not. Gates is a Hall of Famer. Well, but well even Hunter Henry. And yeah, Rivers, Rivers is going to rely on the tight end. At the yeah, yeah. And now he doesn't have to compete with Ebron anymore. No, I mean, he's got Burton and stuff, but I mean, Burton really didn't. Yeah, yeah okay. He doesn't have to compete with anybody anymore, Randy. I, I was just bringing him up. I mean, I mean, let's be. Who was. Mm-hmm. Who's the. Who was the gap filler tight end for Rivers? It was like something green, right? Virgil Green. Virgil Green. Virgil Green. He made him relevant for half a year at least. So Jack Doyle is so much better than him. He's very undervalued. He's always a secure pass catcher. He's not ultra athletic. But, it's, but he's always fought with somebody else. He has, for yeah. Receptions in that offense. And he, I mean, he's going to be fighting for a target share, but he's. A clear tight end one and a quarterback that likes to throw there, and that's and that's that's the main reason why we are lower on Hilton because we there's so many people that need the ball for this, this team to be good, which we assume Stop they're it. going to be at least the most average team possible with a higher upside <laughs> to be good. Yeah. And Pittman might run into the same problem that not being able to work out a lot during minicamp. But at the same time, if Campbell's going to be anywhere, Campbell's going to be in the slot. So yeah. Pittman could very well get that outside role opposite Hilton because Zach Pascal sucks. No, he doesn't. But yes, he, does. he doesn't fully suck. But I mean, Pittman for what he has for for Pittman's what better. Pittman's great at, he doesn't really need training camp other than to get a yeah. rapport with. But you Bill don't Rivers. take you don't take a guy that high in the second round, and then. Where you could have already taken Jonathan Taylor, but then prioritize him enough where you decide yeah. to trade up for Taylor anyway. Well, yeah, that's not you. you the, oh, yeah, he's gonna play. Well, that's. I mean, that was my when T. gets hurt. That's when Pascal will be relevant. Yeah, and that was my favorite thing from one of our interviews is they had the choice to get Taylor when they got Pittman, and they were like, if we're was, only gonna get was, one. We're getting it was Pittman. Frank, or was it Sigmund? I think well, it was Sigmund. Actually. It was Sigmund. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was Sigmund. And they they went, they yeah, went they over Taylor. I mean, they Pittman got him first and then trade up for Taylor. Yeah, they got yeah. Taylor eventually, but that wasn't a guarantee. They wanted to make sure they had Pittman, so you know mm-hmm. he has a role guaranteed. They won in this offense. Yeah. Now here is to me. This is like of these top guys. This is the enigma for me because I don't know what the hell to expect. Wide receiver thirty four is Emmanuel Sanders. Expert consensus of wide receiver forty five, so we're a little bit higher on him. 204 fantasy points, 68 receptions on 92 targets, 902 yards, five touchdowns. When was the last time? I guess we're probably Cooks, right? When Breeze had two yeah. really good wide receivers. Yeah, 100%. Was and that was Thomas and, even there? Yes. And that was before Thomas came into his own. Yeah. Like Thomas that was, was a there. young Michael Thomas. Yeah. That was his rookie year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So I don't I don't know how the hell to project this. Like Emmanuel Sanders, it could be a wide receiver one on a lot of teams. Yeah. I mean, he was traded to San Francisco to be a wide receiver one, and which is one of the reasons why Debo did so well. But you have to think that Thomas is going to take the majority of the attention. So, but they also still have Jared Cook. Alvin Kamara still catches passes. Um, That's it. Yep. That's the end <laughs> of the list. Traquan. <laughs> yeah, Traquan. Ted Ginnigan. Hey, hey, hey. so Are good. we not putting any respect on Adam Troutman's name? We're not. Not yet. He's a rookie backup tight end. Yeah. What yet. about Mr. Hill? Like fourth string tight end, actually. Who? Taysom, Josh, which one? <laughs> I don't yeah, care. Honestly, don't like Truman won't even see the field this year. I don't care about Taysom Hill in fantasy. Taysom Hill is a fantastic football player that I love to watch. It's fantasy, I don't player? care. He needs to be a safety. I think that's something we need to talk about more. All right, get, get, Mr. So, get Coach Payton on the phone. We'll Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders has been great everywhere he's gone. He seems to have not missed a beat as he keeps getting older and keeps getting hurt and coming back better than ever, it seems. He's going to quite possibly at least tie for the best quarterback he's ever had. I mean... Yeah, I mean, he had Peyton. That's right. I don't, I don't want to disrespect Peyton, so I'll say tied. And it's... Fair. My God. And he he's a wide receiver, two on the team. He's going to He's going to be, at worst case, wide receiver 40, in my opinion. Are we are we not are are we like too low on him given these? I don't think so. Mainly just because of the people in front. Like I, I'm not sure I'd pick out somebody to take out for him. That's kind of the big thing. Yeah, I don't because you look at you still look at guys like Hilton, yeah. uh Bebo, McLaurin, Land like you know, not Landry as much, but um Metcalf with an asterisk. Portland Sutton with an asterisk, Jameson Crowder, like yeah. those guys are all around the same spot, but those guys are all the first options. Yeah. Where Sanders is not going to be the first option no matter how we slice it. Yeah, exactly. No. And and the, uh, it's the same thing with like uh, Marvin Jones, who's higher in the list. But that's an offense that he's already in and already very accustomed to the quarterback who loves to target him. Is this a, is, is this like a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin scenario? Like, could we be in for one of those? No, he won't no. finish that high mainly because they do run the ball a ton. Um, yeah. And Michael yeah, Thomas's work share is ungodly. Basically. That's, that's the real thing. I, he's, that's the number that's going to go down. Yeah. And we, yeah, and we which, have it. We have him going down right. every stat except touchdown. I believe it was. Uh, yeah. That was the same or one more, and that's just with Breeze for a full year. And I, I really, it, it's the same thing we just talked about. It's an older guy in Sanders. He's in a different team now. He's going to get a lot of good work. He's gonna be a. You could draft him super late. He's gonna be a solid wide receiver three to four on your team. Uh, he's gonna be a good flex play if it's best ball. That's a good target in my opinion because he probably will have a really good week. We've seen Michael Thomas have a lot of up and down weeks here and there. And in the past, there's no one else to go to. Now there's a, uh, and honestly a top tier talent on the other side. Well, here you look at the other two guys that finished behind him to wrap out our rankings. We have Will Fuller at 35 and we have Marquise Brown at 36. Yeah. Are you taking Emmanuel Sanders over both of those guys in 2020? Uh, no. Not in best ball. Uh, uh, I, w- I would take a shot on Marquise. Um, and I, but I would rather have Sanders than Fuller. I would I would be taking 
Will Fuller and Marquise Brown above Sanders, and it's because I can. That's that's the biggest thing. It's true, because I can. I'm a man. I'm no, a grown man. I make my own. You, you got well, it's you got Will Fuller and Marquise Brown who are now close to or arguably wide receiver one on their teams. I know Hollywood Brown definitely is, and Will Fuller has a but amazing Brown's rapport. Not really, the first option on his own team. It's the right. wide receiver position is. Sure, but you could argue that Andrews gets the looks first. I mean, you he, can, uh, but it's also, I mean, Hollywood Brown was They have a lot of vacated targets. Yeah. And Randy, do you forget about the argument Christian had last week about Brandon Cooks when you say that Will Fuller is the wide receiver said, one on his I team? I said arguably, and it's because he's played with Deshaun a lot, and when he's on the field with Deshaun, Deshaun targets him a lot. There were times that Will Fuller was the wide receiver one on that team with Hopkins on the field. Yeah. Watson loves Fuller, but it's risky just because it was that like, dude's hamstring it, is like a fucking like uh, if you ate a chicken wing, the shit that's left, that's all that his hamstring is. Like if you just left a little chicken, that's what Will Fuller's hamstring is. And it was also he would have three catches, but have 130 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, he d- yeah he doesn't need a lot of work to get the job done, really. And the yeah. same could be said about Hollywood Brown, in my opinion. He's that type of receiver. Uh, the same kind of guidelines as like Tyreek Hill, where they can like one catch. Yeah, but we, and, but we don't know what we don't know what Brown could be because he's only in his second year. Like Fuller, yeah. we kind of who he's going to be. Well, it's it's really the question of what Brown can do for you, but. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got you, Sean. I, I had to. Yeah. I had to buddy. That uh, was. I don't care. That was but, awesome. I'm yeah. so proud of you. But yeah, the, the real question of God. would you take them over Sanders? And it's why when I said yes because I can, it's because these guys are going much higher. I can get yeah. a, a. I can get a maybe unproven more long shot, and then like we said before, bookend it with a guy I can really trust, who's older that I can throw in if I don't feel like Holly Brown's going to have a good game. Maybe he's matched up against, uh, I mean, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward, yeah, he's going to get that twice. <laughs> I was gonna, I almost said a Gilmore, and I was like, it's not the same division. I'm not sure they play each other. Uh, but uh, Denzel Ward is a lockdown cornerback. He is, yeah. and there's there's a lot in the NFL, let's be real. Uh, he's And he doesn't have a diverse route tree to me. Uh, Wolf Ole definitely doesn't. And, and so I, I really do like both. And when we were, when I saw this list, I, I scored the bottom first. I was like, both those guys should probably be a little higher. And then we kept scrolling up and I'm like, I'm not taking, I'm going to take Gallup over these guys. I'm going to yeah. take, it's just how it goes. And yeah, these, and these guys are going to go before Sanders and Jones and Crowder, not Edelman maybe, but it just depends in redraft. I'm saying in dynasty, yeah. you're going to, these guys are going earlier for sure. Yeah, yeah. Sanders. Sanders, you can usually wait and get him in the later round, yeah, a lot later. Which is which is kind of weird because he's still he's not old by any means either. No, but I think people are worried that where is he going to catch on again and be a top end guy? I don't need him to be a top end guy. I need him to be a wide receiver four or five right roster. Well, yeah, but that's why he's getting picked in the later rounds. Yeah. I'm still so proud of you, man. I'm, I like. I've made it was my there. Episode. It was awesome. I didn't even think about it, but that was great. I Can I leave yet? No. <laughs> oh, we okay. haven't done our conclusion. We have to do this conclusion that, that you typed out. Yes. So that wraps up our wide receiver 
rankings part two. Um, that was that was fun. We got into definitely got into some good stuff there. Um, as always, follow us at the Cut FFL on all our social media platforms. Um, our rankings episodes are coming to an end, and our rankings will be in article form for you soon. Unfortunately, it's taking a little bit longer uh, due to some uh, uh, electronic constraints. I guess you want to call it. Yes, we will call it that. I have a fix, I think. So <laughs> I, I don't know that that is accurate. It might not be in article form. It might be in uh, link form where it can be a scrollable website. PDF or so. Yeah, kind of like a PDF, but kind of not. Not a PDF. TBD. Yeah, we'll get well, to that. <laughs> hey, Randy, guess what? We have a triple R before we get out of here today. Okay, it's so weird doing it at the end, though. All right, I got it. <laughs> Uh, this one is from our friends at the A to Z Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, which we didn't pay them to do this. We did not, obviously. Uh, That's true. Which they should have been on before. The, yeah, they were on before this episode goes live. Uh, yep. The title of it's good stuff. Obviously, we love these guys, but they're it is these dudes are a blast. Good content, really funny commentary along the way. Keep it up. Uh, we really appreciate Zach coming onto our podcast. Uh, we hope to get on theirs later in the year. Uh, we love their content. They love ours. I love this fantasy football community, honestly. Yeah. I second that. I third that. Nice. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you, Zach. I want to talk about Red Zone Draft Forge really quickly. Um, these guys are putting together the best live draft uh packages that you can find don't go to b-dubs and get their shit draft board like sean has done in the past this year sean is going to have a red zone draft board uh click the link in our bio you'll get i think 10 bucks off i actually don't remember um it's either 10 bucks 10 percent. i feel like it's 10 bucks mediocre for um, a reason boys yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah but cl- click that link it'll be in all of our descriptions uh we're really impressed with with what they're doing um yeah. Oh, go, yeah. Go get top, a fucking draft board. Top shelf. Again, there's, there's always one time where Christian throws in the F word that there's absolutely no need for it. I don't. I don't understand the fucking problem you got with it. Honestly, like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Got it. <laughs> Yay! And then, um, <laughs> and then our listener league is still open. Um, oh, all right, we we're still accepting entries. Follow us on Twitter retweet the instructions thread and send proof that you subscribe to the cut. I almost said the fantasy footballers. Uh, Jesus Christ. What the that means, don't do that. We won't, we won't <laughs> attack for that. They get too um, many as it is. But yeah, so you can compete against us. Um, we're going to be closing that soon, so go do it now and send us proof and uh, we'll we'll eventually be picking the uh, the teams to go up against the three of us. Idiot. Oh yeah. About a week or so we're going to start We'll have long discussions about how we're breaking all that down and picking everything. So get them in now so uh, we can deliberate the numbers a lot cleaner. Yeah. Look at you using the word deliberate. <laughs> and I've been like up it. since five. Let's get it. <laughs> Go to bed. Never. All right. Anyone else do anything? <laughs> nah. Oh, he stayed. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> hey, I get the same facial expression waiting for the. No. It's... I'm just fucking tired. I want to go sleep. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'm that note. Randy Hall, Christian Williams. I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you guys later. We gone. <laughs>